0: what is up guys mark here and welcome to the podcast just to mention these are totally unmonetized so if you're able to support the patreon link is in the description below but of course no pressure to do so thank you so much guys much love to you what is up guys i do hope you're well my name is mark and today we're covering some more r slash am i the butthole if you'd like to skip the initial waffle timestamps are in the description and along the timeline below but if you are new here please consider hitting that like hitting that subscribe and maybe that notification bell too as it all really does help out our channel and yesterday we had a new member over on patreon we had carl the chad marks Thank you so so much for your support. I can't tell you how much it does mean to me to wake up and see see this kind of level of support. It's absolutely amazing. And just for everyone, because some people were saying yesterday that, that they can't give money at the moment. You know, honestly guys, if, if you can't if you can't do that, that is absolutely fine. There is no pressure to do so. You being here is absolutely amazing in itself. So thank you so so much for whatever you're doing, for your watching, for sharing, for being on our Discord, and just enjoying the video. You know, that's more than I can ask for. So thank you. And with that being said, let's get in to today's stories. Much love, guys. And our first story comes from Faye Moon. Am I the arsehole for throwing a dirty little family secret in my mum's face? There is a family secret that has been hidden for the last decade. It strained my relationship with my mum significantly. While my dad was still alive, she was having an affair with my uncle. My dad got into an accident and passed away, and before the funeral even happened, my mum had moved my uncle in, pretended to extended family that he was there to help us. A couple of weeks after the funeral, everyone else found out, and they are estranged from my mum and uncle now. My mum was pregnant during all this, and it was very hard as a seven-year-old to accept what was happening. My mum and uncle got married before their daughter was born, and since then, they've had a son. My relationship with my mum and uncle is not great. It has sucked living with them and seeing their happy ever after play out after what they did. Not even just to my dad, but to me. My mum has always gotten on my butt about my attitude towards her and her husband and I've always tried to ignore it for the most part. But the other night, she and I got into a fight when their daughter asked why I didn't like her parents and I told her to ask them. My mum said it was like telling them there was something they should know. I told her she was the one who fucked her husband's brother. Moved in when he died while having a kid in the house and then telling the kid to lie about it so the funeral could pass and she could get money from her in-laws instead of being cut off. I told her she was a disgusting person and I couldn't wait to move out in a few months. Am I the asshole? My dad died in a workplace accident. My mum and uncle were kissing in front of me the day he died so the affair started before. It's also not really an affair if he had been gone. Still fucked up to do it in front of me but still... I am my dad's only child. Both kids are my uncles. I have contact with my extended family behind my mom's back. She and my uncle are completely cut out from both maternal and paternal families. Once I can and with the advice of some of the comments, this might be sooner than expected. I'll be getting the hell out of this house and they will never see me again. I don't give a shit. My mom and uncle are cut off the second I leave and I will be free. Wow, what a messed up family! I mean, yesterday I asked I asked a question because we had another messed up family, and that one I said at the very end I said, "There's probably some people in the comments that's going to tell me, yeah, their families are very similar," and you know it, it's just crazy to think that there's people out there going through this kind of thing, and I know I'm not ignorant enough to to think that there isn't, but. You know, it still shocks me when I see these kind of stories pop up and you just think that this person's having to sit there and suffer with this, this family dynamic going on because just because of their age and they can't get out of there until they're older. Absolutely crazy. I can't say you're the arsehole because, you know, they, they created this little secret in the end and it's not a secret. <laughs> these things always come out in the wash in the end, but let's have a look at the comments below to see what they say. Nut Michelle says not the arsehole, your mother may want to lie to her daughter but she can't force you to get on board with it. Privately Fapping says not the arsehole, mum played a dumb game and won her prize in the form of a strange family. If she's worried about what her new children would think of her then she shouldn't have acted disreputably in the first place. That Sunshine Gale says not the arsehole, Hamlet set the bar on this, so as long as nobody is poisoned and slash or stabbed, you're cool. And SKS replies there saying, am I the arsehole? Or not the arsehole? That is my question. Whether it is nobler to hold my tongue or tell my sister the secret shame. I cannot wait to go to college. OP, thou art not the arsehole. (laughs) Decent ad says not the arsehole and quotes, my mum said it was like telling them there was something they should know. And says, because there is. She definitely would prefer the information coming from herself than you, I'd bet. You were doing her a courtesy by deflecting the question now what do you guys think what a way to start right what a crazy story what do you guys think of this story let me know in the comments below and don't forget to vote on that poll in the description for story one and our next story is from a throwaway account i'm either asked for calling the police on someone who parked in my driveway last saturday our neighbors had a yard sale there was a decent amount of people that stopped by and they were fine parking in my neighbor's driveway we live on a very busy street, so parking on the road is a nuisance as there is no shoulder and people tend to drive well over the 35 mile an hour speed limit that is posted. To be clear, it is very obvious that this is our driveway on our property. We do not share an easement with the neighbours, so this person purposely pulled into our driveway because the neighbours was full from other people at their yard sale. The way he was parked completely blocked both of our cars, so if we needed to get out, we couldn't. About an hour into the sale, we noticed a car pull into our driveway. I asked my husband if he was expecting anyone and he said that he wasn't. So he went outside to see what they wanted. He saw the driver, a passenger and two children get out of the car and walk over to the neighbor's yard sale. My husband called out to the driver of the car and told him that he can't park there and to move his car. He told my husband they had nowhere to park and the kids were with him and it was too dangerous to park on the streets. My husband said he understood but he needed to move the car out of our driveway. The man proceeded to argue with my husband until he finally told him to either move his car or we would call and have it towed. My husband came inside and asked me to call the non-emergency police line to see if someone could come out and ask the driver to move the car out of our driveway. An officer arrived within 10 minutes and my husband explained the situation to him. The other driver began ranting at the officer about not having a safe place to park and the officer told him that it didn't matter, that he was on our property and he could either move the car or the officer would call to have him towed. The man started screaming curses at my husband and told him that if one of his kids got injured because he had to park in the road, that he was going to sue us. My neighbours, the ones having the yard sale, came over and told us that we were arseholes for making such a commotion over them being parked in our driveway. My husband explained that they were the ones having the yard sale, not us, and that he would have never allowed strangers to park in their driveway because it's just rude. Now, my neighbors are bad-mouthing us to all of our other neighbors. Some agree that we're in the right, but the ones to the immediate right of us are now being cold to us and telling us that we are insensitive and have no sense of community. So, am I the asshole or should I just let it go and let the man park in my driveway? ETA, people keep asking why we called the police. We called them because the driver was becoming increasingly hostile and swearing. He threatened to sue us. We would most likely have let him stay if he just asked us first. The second he started cursing at my husband, he had to leave. We did not know him, did not know what he would do or was capable of, nor did we invite him. He was there for a neighbor's yard sale that had nothing to do with our property. Now, I'm immediately going to go with, and not the arsehole in this situation. I don't know if calling the police is too much, but I don't know what else you could do in that situation, right? And, you know, the neighbors, the arsehole in the situation, they could have come to you before this all started and said, look, we're having a yard sale. Um, if someone parks on your drive would that be okay? They could have approached it that way. They could have been diplomatic about it and come to you and explain the situation rather than coming after all this is kicked off and then calling you an arsehole for it right? I'd be really apologetic if that happened. I would feel so guilty and embarrassed that I've caused this on another family. Yeah so not the arsehole in my opinion but let's have a look at the comments below to see what they say blue Jabberinbluejean says, oh man, I was totally going to berate you because it's, ov- because it's so obvious that you're not the arsehole, but I see some other commenters that think you should have just let the man park in your drive because you weren't going anywhere and it's only for 15 minutes. No one is entitled to park in your drive without your permission unless it's an emergency vehicle. I'm mostly baffled by how you got the police there in under 10 minutes, not the arsehole. Josie Wales 23 says, not the arsehole. The man started screaming curses at my husband and told him that if one of his kids got injured because he had to park in the road, he was going to sue. Then says, I love this. What does this guy think he would be able to sue you for? So curious am I, says not the arsehole at all. If you had an emergency and had to move or even call an ambulance, things could have gone really bad. Just because someone felt they were entitled to park in your driveway, I don't understand why people think it's okay to use private property as a parking space. You did the right thing in my opinion and your neighbors who thought it'd be okay can offer up their own driveway for parking next time someone has a yard slash garage sale. I am X says, not the arsehole, contrary to another post who did attempt to ask the owner of the car to move. They insisted it wasn't safe to park on the road as a defense. Why that comment is likely true, the remaining option was for the person to not go to the yard sale. Instead, they decided that the yard sale was worth parking illegally. You're 100% not the arsehole. Even if you had nowhere to be, it's your property. If you had a visitor show up, they'd have nowhere to park. If an emergency caused you to need to leave, you couldn't do so. If you decided you wanted to sip tea while laying on your driveway, you couldn't. That person was not entitled to your property. Anyone that disagrees is wrong. Now, maybe if that person had knocked and spoke to you and asked if it'd be okay for a short while, but they weren't courteous enough for that. Now, imagine if you had a drive and someone done that to you, they just parked on your drive, regardless of the situation, and they didn't really ask you or anything how would you handle it would you just drag their car off the drive i've seen my brother do that before (laughs) it's pretty badass wow he's done it multiple times actually people don't park on his drive anymore If, if someone does it he gets his gets his van and well ties their car to it and just drags it off yeah it's pretty pretty fun to watch anyway what would you do in that situation let me know in the comments below and don't forget to vote on that poll in the description for story two And our next story comes from a throwaway account. Am I the arsehole for being mad at my husband who's going to give away $10,000 to his sister without even asking me about it? Throwaway created to keep some privacy. On Saturday morning, I noticed my husband was sending a lot of text messages back and forth. He's usually not much of a texter. He left the phone next to me to charge while he is in the other room. The phone kept lighting up with text messages when I decided to open it up and see what the big discussion was about. I know some couples view it as a big breach of trust to read through a significant other's phone, but my husband and I do it regularly, so this was not a huge invasion of privacy on my end. We both had nothing to hide and it has never been an issue before. Anyway, of course, I saw something on the phone that I shouldn't have and that got me upset. For background, my husband is 34, I am 32 and his sister 31. She's in this story. Husband and I have been together for 10 years, married for the last four years. We are all college educated with jobs now. My husband and I each make good salaries, around 150k each. We own our own house, I still have about 60,000 in student loans I'm working to pay off. Luckily low interest rates, so I just pay the minimum. We have about 40k liquid in savings, so we're doing good financially, but still need to build up some more savings as we'll probably try to start a family in the next one to two years, and want to be prepared for an emergency and have a rainy day fund. Anyway, my husband's sister is trying to buy a one-bedroom apartment in New York City. I saw in the text messages that my husband offered to give her $10,000 for a down payment. The money in our savings is our money. Our bank accounts are 100% combined. My husband manages 99% of the finances because I prefer not to deal with it. However, it is understood we consult with each other regularly on major purchases. He did not ask me if I was okay with him giving this money to his sister. She didn't ask, he offered. I immediately confronted him calmly and was like, hey, did you tell your sister you would give her $10,000? He said yes. I asked him when he was going to tell me. He said he probably wasn't. He figured I wouldn't notice and said he didn't think I would care about the details. I said, "Um, do you think $10,000 is a detail? He said, no, that is a lot of money. I should have told you about it. Are you okay with it? I said, no, I don't think I am. Anyway, we decided in that moment not to give the money. He said he would tell his sister and she would understand. He wanted the issue to go away after that. But I am still mad. I said this was a big breach of trust. I let him control all finances because I trust him to never, ever take advantage of my ignorance. Shouldn't you be able to trust your husband? So now I don't have that full amount of trust I had before. And I want to open my own bank account, which frankly I should have anyway. But am I the asshole for being totally upset and feeling betrayed about this? I grew up poor and $10,000 is a ton of money to me. I mean, to most people, right? I'm horrified you would consider gifting it away and not even telling me. Edit one, wow, thank you for all your responses. This has given me a lot to think about. I'm at work, so I may be slow to respond, but I will read through every single one of these. Appreciate everyone's thoughts. Edit two, good Lord, this blew up. Thank you to all who've taken the time to respond. There are a few questions being asked over and over again that I figured I can address up top. I really appreciate everyone's thoughts. We don't check each other's phones because of trust issues, but I understand why some of you think this is the case and why is signals a bigger issue. I try to explain. My husband and I are very close, share everything and think nothing of picking up the other's phone and reading a few recent text messages. Especially if we, seeing what is up with the other person's family or it is a mutual friend. We don't read each other's phone with the intent of seeing if the other person is cheating slash lying. We just do it because we're nosy. I'm just trying to say the fact I checked this phone wasn't a trust issue. I've picked up my mum's phone and read a few texts to see what she is talking about with my aunt for example. Or another example, my husband is on a big group text with 20 people in his family. I've read through this just to see what is going on with everyone. I know we should have more in our savings. We are working on it. I graduated college with a very expensive monthly student loan bill. Lived in New York City for the first few years after college, spent a ton of rent making 50 to 60K a year and was not able to save a lot of money in my early years. New York City is expensive. Then we moved across the country that was at least 8,000 in moving expenses. I have had jobs in the past where I received a big annual bonuses at the end of the year. A lot of this cash plus savings from the past was used for our wedding and a down payment on our house. Then I switched jobs and didn't have these bonuses for a few years. I also went about four months being unemployed between jobs where we were down to one income. We did not save much during this time. In December, we both started new jobs making a lot more money. We also refinanced our mortgage, got rid of our PMI on our house, and we were able to significantly reduce our monthly mortgage bill to like $600. So yes, we're going to make 300 k this year, but last year it wasn't nearly this much. My goal this year was to use all our extra income from my new job to save up for an emergency slash rainy day fund. I will 100% be more involved in the finances going forward. That was dumb of me. I know it was dumb and I did it anyway. My mum told me it was dumb and I didn't listen. I've always had access to our money and accounts. I just logged in today. I didn't monitor it regularly. He did all the bills slash paying taxes. I just worked, let the money flow to our savings account. I have a hands-off approach with money in that regard. I have a decent idea of how much money we make, spend, save on an annual basis. However, when it comes to monthly expenses, credit cards, etc., I let my husband handle that. I will be more involved moving forward. In the past in our relationship, we considered my husband the one who is good with money. I am more Lazarus Fair. Did I say that right? And I was the one has been less frugal in the past. Many of you fairly pointed out it was done to let my husband handle everything. He never cut me out of anything. My thought process was, my husband is very good with money and I trust him completely to handle our finances. I'll be more involved going forward. My father-in-law is helping my sister-in-law with a down payment on her house. I knew this, however, I didn't know my husband was also thinking he would help her with this. Regarding the money for a one-bedroom New York City apartment, She's looking at the one bedroom apartment somewhere like out in Queens for like 350 to 400k. She's probably going to get like 40k from her father for the down payment. I think my husband just wanted to pitch in and help her out a bit more. I know I make good money and still have student loans. I view student loans very differently from other debts like credit cards. This is a conscious choice we have made together. We carry no balances on our credit cards month to month. And with the exception of student loans and our house, we are very risk averse with debt i want to continue to save and make a further dent and fully pay off my student loans but we also need to have a cash emergency fund no one is using drugs or stealing money i checked our bank accounts and everything is accounted for i really didn't believe he has done this before or anything like this before it wasn't until this year we had this much money laying around before all my cash savings were invested in mutual funds pre-marriage he didn't manage all the money back then until i extracted them to pay for our wedding and down payment He did feel bad, but it was 100% honest with me after I confronted him. I think he wanted to step in like a caring big brother, saw his dad offering money and he wanted to help her too. I think he made the decision to give her money impulsively. I did not immediately say we can't give his sister the money. When I confronted him, he immediately asked me if I was still okay to give the money. I did think about it and decided why we have a bit of cash right now. We need that for emergencies and are financially not in a position to be giving $10,000 away. Our lives are just beginning. We're going to have kids and their college expenses and need to retire someday. I asked him if we have to give her the money now. If it was a promise and she was counting on it, he said no, absolutely not. And his sister and father would understand if he said he couldn't give the money anymore. Also, I'm due for a bonus at the end of the year. and I told him maybe in January when I find out what the amount is, we can consider helping her. But we don't know yet what it's going to be. Also, I did not grow up in poverty. I grew up poorer than I am now. Mum, brother, and I grew up on my mother's teacher salary. We always had food on the table, but money was tight. And my mum was, and is to this day, terrible with money. So I'm just scared from that a bit and really, really value the security I have today. Hope that helps clarify a few things. Final edit, first, thank you for the genuine concern from so many of you. I thank you all for taking the time to advise me. I've been reading for hours and responding where I can. The first thing I did today was check our bank account. I logged in, no problem. He never cut me out of anything. I know I said he manages/slash controls the finances, but what I meant and should have said is that he pays the bills. I have open access to everything. All our money was there. No crazy shit happening. When I got home from work, I sat down with the husband over dinner, told him we needed to talk through this and make sure we're on the same page. We agreed he was a moron and made new rules for why this can never happen again. Agreed, we'll discuss any purchase over $500. No exceptions. He listened and apologized and explained his side of the story. Maybe I'm an idiot, but it does add up. I don't think he's a nefarious liar. He has a big heart and wanted to help his sister. He was still wrong, he still fucked up, but I can forgive this. Basically, yes, it was a red flag, I'll learn from this, but I don't think I need to hop off a sinking ship into a lifeboat just yet. I promise to be more active in the finances, I'll make sure he knows that I am watching everything. He promised to make it easier for me by compiling all accounts into one place, etc and i know it's kind of explaining this story but earning 300k between you and you know barely having any savings that is absolutely insane but something else that was getting to me through the story, obviously you're not going to be the arsehole because that $10,000 is a huge amount to give, to give away and he should have been consulting with you first and all this kind of thing. But you are slightly the arsehole in this story just because of the way you've been lazy with your own finances that you just let him deal with it, let him deal with paying all the bills and you didn't want nothing to do with it because you thought he was good with money. I don't, I don't take that as an excuse in my opinion. That's just lazy to me. And your final sentence in this post where you said i promised to be more active in the finances which is absolutely fantastic so you should have been from the very start but then you also said i'll make sure he knows that i'm watching everything what that that doesn't that doesn't scream trust to me <laughs> it almost says to me like you're not going to do much now but you're going to be watching him you're going to be watching him with a hawk eye Yeah, so, in in some ways, that's a very slight arsehole to me. But I may be totally wrong in even thinking that. But, you know, yeah. (laughs) Not the arsehole is my judgment on the story. Let's have a look at some of the comments below. Cheffy JP says, Not the arsehole, when you have joint savings, it's not a single person to do what they want with it. My wife and I have our individual savings and a joint, which is accumulating for our future home. He's the arsehole for making a decision about the money without you. It's a good thing he relented and decided not to go through with it. After reading the horror stories on here though, you might want to keep an eye on your bank accounts. An OP replied to this saying, That is my fear that in 10 years from now there will be another incident, but it will be $50,000. You know the saying, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. I don't want to be the fool in 10 years. Lightwood Orchestra says I asked him when he was going to tell me he said he probably wasn't he figured I wouldn't notice and said he didn't think I would care about the details then says the hell you're not the arsehole and this is really really weird I think you're very right to want to protect your money right now and get into counseling with your husband ASAP he's trying to play this off as some minor thing when it very much is not. OP says it's very weird now to character for him. I really believe his heart was in the right place. He wanted to help his sister but at the expense of his wife, me, and agree he is now trying to play it off as a minor and I'm like I don't think I can just let this one go. Yana says not the arsehole makes you wonder what else he has brought without you knowing. He's too comfortable giving away 10k. That's a huge amount. And Lpan2 says, I can't wrap my head around earning a combined $300,000 with no kids and only having 40K in savings and still owing 60K. That being said, of course not the arsehole. Your husband was planning to give away 25% of your joint savings without even talking to you. I would be worried. Now, what would you do if you was in the OP situation? How would you handle this? Do you find it strange that they have very little savings? Are you confused as me with the language towards the end there where she says, I will be watching kind of thing which yes, rightly so she should be watching, but she should have been watching from the very start, not just expecting to handle all the finances and then come in at the end and saying, "'No, you're an arsehole.'" That's just the way I'm seeing it though. I might be totally wrong as I said, but let me know in the comments below and don't forget to vote on that poll in the description for story three. And our next story comes from a throwaway account. Am I the arsehole for not wanting to cater to my autistics brother's needs at my wedding? Throwaway account because family follows my other accounts. So my brother, 20 male, is autistic. He has a lot of very special, specific needs, from what kind of fabric his clothing is made of to what he will eat and how it's prepared to sounds and smells around him. Because of his special needs, he needs a lot of extra attention. So growing up, my parents were very much occupied with taking care of him. If things aren't exactly how he likes them to be, he will have a meltdown that usually involves screaming, crying and throwing things and it's quite unpleasant. I know he can't help it, it's just how it is. Well, I'm recently engaged and planning my wedding, which is in two years, so fingers crossed that the pandemic will be under control by then, and I'll admit I'm being very selfish about it. I never got anything to myself growing up, everything always revolved around my brother, and so I've decided I'm going to go all out with my wedding and serve the food I like, decorate how I like, play the music I like, etc., My fiancé is amazing about it and has no interest in helping to plan the wedding. He just has a few things he wants to have a say in and he has already made those choices so we are good and just wants me to be happy. I visited my mother this past weekend to talk about planning the wedding and what I've chosen so far and my mother was shocking and appalled. She said the caterer I chose doesn't have enough food options for my brother. He doesn't like the flavour cake I want. The colours will upset him and having a DJ and lights will overwhelm him. I got mad at her and told her it's my wedding, not my brother's birthday party, that she can pack him a meal if he doesn't like anything on the menu and bring him a cupcake so he can have cake and that there are back rooms in the venue that he can sit in while other people are dancing. She's super mad at me and said I'm being a selfish, horrible person for not considering my brother's needs at all and basically making it impossible for him to enjoy himself at my wedding, that weddings are about family. She said I should know how hard things are for him. I should have done better and I need to change everything immediately. He hates parties and crowds. He would much rather sit in a back room and watch videos on his iPad than socialize. I don't think it's unreasonable for my parents to let me have one day where everything isn't perfect for my brother and they should appreciate what I enjoy and what I want for my wedding. I don't have any plans on changing anything about my wedding because I honestly, I just don't want to. Am I the asshole? Edit. My fiancé and I are paying for the wedding. My mum offered to pay for the dress and my fiancé's mum is paying for the rehearsal dinner. Also, there are foods my brother will eat on the caterers menu. It's just there is only one meal he likes, chicken tenders and potatoes. And there'll be other things there he likes, like cookies. Just the main cake will not be the flavor he likes. You know, we had a autistic story a couple of days ago and we had lots of comments from people who's on the spectrum. Apparently we're all on the spectrum anyway, the autistic spectrum that is. But there's people on different levels and they were commenting below and they're saying, like, the carers in that story were totally overstepping and just coddling the autistic person and autistic people need to learn to self care too. So the mother, like in this story, sounds like she's doing a huge disservice to the autistic person just because they're, they're just learning to get their way all the time. And. By the mother's behavior and I can understand the mother's trying to protect them but you know there's limits there's limits and they need to learn themselves that they can't always have their way and OP has again offered options they've you know there's there's chicken tenders on there that, that he can eat and there's cookies that he can eat and she's even said look bring a meal if he's not going to handle it or and go to the back room for the disco and play on his ipad because he doesn't like to socialize anyway in the end it's your wedding and you should do what you want it's going to be your big day You're not being a bridezilla in this one at all, in my opinion. But let's go to the comments below to see what they say. All About Bird says, not the arsehole. If he hates crowds and noise, nothing you do is going to make it fun for him. It sounds like you offered some reasonable solutions. Your mum is being awful. Eleanor of Aquitaine says, not the arsehole. Your wedding is about you and your fiancé. It's not selfish to want that. Your mum probably thinks you're being selfish, but I would counter with so is she. She's so used to the life she's built to make things comfortable for your brother. She seems to have forgotten she has another child with needs. Stand your ground and I hope you have money to pay for your own wedding. That's the absolute best way for you two to get what you want, not what your brother needs. Manti says, <laughs> did I get that one right? <laughs> not the asshole." This is a situation I would suggest that he wasn't invited. I know it's bad for you, but don't tailor a wedding around someone with such specific needs. An old sheepherder630 says, Not the arsehole. When you mention clothing, I thought you might be the arsehole. If you're trying to make him wear some type of fabric, he truly can't tolerate. But none of this is about imposing your ideas on him. You should do it your way, and of course, he should bring his own food if he can't eat what's being served. And finally, Opie replies to this saying, haha, thank you. He could wear his pyjamas and set up a TV in the lobby slash sitting room for all I care if it avoids meltdowns and keeps him comfortable. I just want one day about me and what I like and what I feel like I should have to change because it makes it harder for my parents to help him. Now, th- that sort of comment just shows Opie's attitude towards things and, you know, just trying to accommodate as best as they can. <sighs> so what would you do in this situation? Would you... Would you just totally do your own thing? Would you accommodate the brother? Let me know in the comments below and don't forget to vote on that poll in the description for story four. Once again, guys, thank you for being here today. I hope you have enjoyed today's stories. A huge thank you to the support over on YouTube and Patreon just lately. It's been absolutely amazing. You know, I've had people commenting why I asked for that kind of support and you know, I'm not trying to be a choosing beg or anything like that. It's just, I literally can't trust what YouTube may do to this channel, you know, I've seen Reddit, Reddit channels all around, they get demonetized and they, they just get the money taken away from them. And I, I would personally, I would love to do voiceovers or this full time, but I can't trust YouTube. I can't, i got too many responsibilities in life where I can't trust them to, <laughs> to, to provide me money every month. If I'd done that and they demonetize, I'd be absolutely screwed. So when people join on YouTube and Patreon, it gives me that hope. It gives it, me a little bit more of a stable finance, if that makes any sense. Money that I can trust, people that contribute, people that, that support the channel, you know. Um, and I absolutely love you for it. And as always, no pressure to do so. Absolutely no pressure because you just being here is absolutely more than enough. And I can't ask for any more than that really. But there has been people questioning it just recently why I asked for support in that sort of way. So I thought I'd just address it. And I hope you don't mind that. I don't as I said, I don't mean to be like a, a choosy beggar type person, but that that that's the reason. <laughs> so thank you for being here today. I hope you enjoyed today's stories and I will see you in the next one. Much love guys and have a great day.